Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome, everybody, to Tokyo Ish. This is Tatiana, and we are live right now at Foreplay um, in, is this Clearwater? Or are we in Largo? Uh, St. Pete. Technically St. Pete. Oh, God, I'm terrible. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're here with the legendary Christopher Blue. We're here with Carl and his son, Chance. How are you guys? Doing great. Good. Doing well, how are you? Good. Chancellor. Now, <laughs> do you call him Chancellor? That's his name, Carl Chancellor Giannazzo. We call him Chancellor. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. That is like the best name I've ever heard. Thank you. Appreciate Who that. picked it out? You? <laughs> oh, I was pretty stoned at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That works. That works. What do you think about your name, Chance? I try not to tell people my name's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> How far does that get you? To jail? Uh, works out sometimes, I guess. Sometimes? <laughs> it's, it's the last name that gets them everything he needs. The last name. Now you guys own. You guys have owned clubs out here in Tampa. Uh, one was what Knockers, and the yeah. other. One of those treasure chests over in Pinellas Park. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, treasure chests. Actually, yes. Actually, Seminole. 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 Yep. The only club in the city of Seminole. And now you guys are in Texas, right? Yes, I'm in Houston right now. Houston, Texas. How is it going out there in Houston right now? Um, I mean, the COVID's definitely been hurting on the entire industry. It's been up and down, but we got the doors back open, and we're just happy to be back to work. Are they making you guys, like, wear the masks and stuff? Because Florida's pretty open. Like, Well, we try we try to enforce the, uh, you know, we, we take temperatures at the front door. Uh, we squirt everybody down with hand sanitizer. You say you squirt them down? We squirt them down, baby. I'm like, so they, they get squirted they, twice? They get squirt as soon as they walk oh, in the door. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, then we're out. We're missing out, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just squirt you, So it's not a door girl, it's just a squirt girl at the front desk. <laughs> the door we have to pick up some more responsibilities, but we're making it work. <laughs> making it work. Uh, what are the clubs called out there? Queen of Hearts. Uh, yeah, it's called Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. And this is like, this sounds like a big club. It's on Winkler Drive, close to Hobby Airport. That, that's correct. 8930 Winkler. Uh, you know, we were out in Texas about 10 years ago. Uh, actually, in 2004, I opened up Diamond Club Cabaret. Uh, was the old Pink Pussy Cat that was yeah. there for 33 years when I picked it up. Uh, turned it into Diamond Club Cabaret. A few years later, opened up Diamond Club South. Uh, back in 2008, that club was nominated Club of the Year um, after only being open for about a, uh, about a little bit more than a year. So we, you know, we've been in Texas. 
for 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 a while now. Um, do you guys have family back there too? Is that part of the reason, or you just chose te Texas? Well, no, actually, I sold the club and uh, sold both of my clubs in 2010. So how? Go ahead, tell me. You said you're the only one out there. Everybody else is back in Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, so wait, wait. You're here in Florida just visiting, Carl? No, actually, I, I live here. What What happened is, um, you know. If you go way back when, you know, I worked with people, I was manager and general manager for a long time, other people's clubs. Decided I was going to open up my own place. Uh, made a bunch of offers on clubs here in the Central Florida area. Got shot down. You know, liquor licenses here, a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, they're limited, aren't they? Adult liquor licenses are pretty limited. Well, you know, I, I was looking at places that were already open and established, so, you know, they, they had all the proper licensing, but couldn't put together a deal, so I wind up... Uh, Having to go as far as uh, Texas, yeah, La landed in Houston, got, got a good deal out there. Uh, Chance was only six at the time. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. That you know he came to work with you, so he would stay out of trouble. <laughs> well, that was when he, that was when we were back here in Florida about ten years later. I was sixteen then, not six. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sixteen, six. I have to cover my face, so I go in and get the ice ice down the bars. No. <laughs> I got to tell you, when Tatiana first asked me about, you know, getting on guests and getting some people in the adult business and with my porn background and everything, you know, so I try to get a really, you know, good guest that, you know, draws some attention. Carl Giannazzo is an old dear friend of mine. We've been through thick and thick together all over the place, and he's a hell of a story. And like I, you know, like you just heard, you know, Chance was six, and, you know, he's now they're co-owners in the strip club. That's a first. Uh, yeah, first father-son duo, right? Chance is nominated this year at the EG Expo. Yay! And I've, and I've submitted for Carl for the Hall of Fame. Hope that works out, too. But they could possibly be a tandem winner this year. Anything's possible. But this guy here that is... That would be great. This guy here has got a million stories. And then, you know, even before Chance got into it, but this guy here, he's got great stories. He's run some great clubs. Oh, my God. He's he's, <laughs> he's worked it. He's worked it. He's managed it. He's smoked it. He's fucked it. He's drank it. Um, Thank God we have our headphones on. He, he started out, uh, if anybody knows, Carl, tell him about Orange Blossom Trail and all the good times there. Carl, keep your hands off the ladies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, OBT is when I first got recruited into the business, so back in the... What was that? I believe it was like 1988 era, somewhere around there. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bo and Billy's daddy, uh, Bill Ward, actually recruited me into the business. And he had uh, he had 14 clubs in uh, Central Florida area at that time. And he had uh, five of them in, in Orlando, uh, like another five out in, in, in the Clearwater area. And uh, he had like four more out in Daytona Beach. He recruited me into the business, and uh, his his four or five clubs in Orlando were all on, on Orange Blossom Trail. And uh, yeah, he, he recruited me, uh, found me doing a promotion one day, and asked me. Found you laying on the street? No, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing promotions for another company, and, and when I ran into Bill, and he, and he actually recruited me, asked me what I know about the you know, gentleman's club business. Says, you know, not, not much. You know you like the ladies. Yeah, I mean, I know people that work. I've got friends who work in the, in the business. So That's really what Polly was. It was more enticing. It was the ladies, probably. More enticing. Well, not... No, no, he was married, I, I, right? I, no, I was oh. young. I was young and single at the time. Oh, well, then it was a perfect start. <laughs> well, I needed a job. So. Yeah. 
you know, so it worked out. So um, he recruited me, uh, asked me, asked me to answer his phones there. He said he had five clubs in Orlando. Back, you know, back in the 80s, we, we used to use ads in the paper to, uh, to recruit dancers, to recruit entertainers. And he asked me, uh, look, Carl, he said, do you think you could hire some girls? I said, sure, how many girls you need? He says, well, as many as you could get. <laughs> I said, what do you mean, as many as you could get? Uh, yeah, you know? like, is there a final number here? He says, well, he goes, I, I, I've got an account with the uh, Orlando Sentinel, and it costs me $5,000 a month. And no matter how many ads I run, whether I run one or two ads a month or where, whether I run an ad every single day, it costs me $5,000 a month. So five clubs, I run an ad for each club Jeez. and they all have a different phone number and I send them all uh, forward all the phones to one location and I need somebody to answer the phones at that location and hire the girls I said you need me to hire girls for five different clubs yeah the guy says yeah well oh, all right I think I could do it so you he became said, the madam well uh, you know I asked him I says uh, you know how many guys, how many girls did the last guy hire he says uh, he was averaging like one a day. He hired seven girls a week. I said, seven girls a week? What? Are you kidding me? That guy can handle more than one girl a day? <laughs> I uh, brought more girls today than ever. So I don't know. I don't know if you know Bill Ward, but he looked at me and says, oh, you think you're good? You think you, uh, you could do better than that hot shot? I said, if I can't hire more than one girl a day, bro, yeah. I ain't even getting out of bed. No, Oh, no, yeah, I could done. do better than that. Ah, oh, my. One per I mean. Brought me, brought wow. me in, okay? My very first day, I hired 21 dancers. How old are you? Like 21 young? I was, I think I was 24 at the time. 24. And he shit his pants, man, because he had closed down shifts. And, uh, you know, out of the five clubs on Orange Blossom Trail, only two of them were open, and they were both open night shifts. Uh, two other clubs were closed down completely, and I hired. And, uh, and one day, my first day in the business, I hired enough girls to open up all the night shifts for all five of his clubs on, on Orange, Orange Blossom Trail. And uh, him and his girlfriend Kimmy came in that night, and they couldn't believe what the, uh, how many girls were walking around and stuff, you know, thing. And, he said, oh, you really are a hot shot, huh? I said, hey, look, I just used my common sense, man. Is it right? You know what I mean? You made the phone ring, and I just did what I thought was right. And, you know, here they all are. What can I tell you? The guy goes, oh, I bet you can't do it again. I says, oh, you, you tempted me here? Yeah, challenge many, accepted. Many, yeah, no shit. So <laughs> second day, I hired 26 more dancers, opened up all his day shifts, all his night shifts, and all five of his locations in the first two days of the business. And like I said, I don't know if you're familiar with Billboard, but... Uh, you couldn't get more than $300 a week out of Bill Ward if you were shitting gold and cinder yeah. blocks for a man. Uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. how the rich stay rich, right? Uh, uh, don't give away you, money. Let me tell you what. He doubled my salary the first two days in the business. Aww. Okay, so from there, maybe a, a assistant manager, since I hired all the girls who wanted me to come in at nighttime and work for him. Before you know it, I was working day and night, and uh, uh, inside of two weeks, uh, myself and Jim McGrath were, were running all five of the clubs. I was assistant manager. Assistant, general manager over five clubs and i was only in the business for two weeks <laughs> so i didn't know a whole Jesus. lot about that yeah so a whole lot about nothing yeah apparently uh, like on the throne when he posts up an ad and stuff dude it's, he's got a hell of a pitch to it dude i mean he's got to figure it out completely down to the science well i hope so it's i mean i'm not saying you i'm sure you're over 21 now yes ma'am so i mean i you just got better with age well, thank you. I appreciate that. You can but, sell the ice to the Eskimos. You know, well, once again, you got to know Bill Ward. You know, everybody says, you know, he, uh, you know, he's a school of hard knocks. Yeah. Okay. His son Bo and Billy own baby dolls right here. At, oh, okay. Uh, Albert's yeah. in a clear one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Legendary. That, that, that's his last club. Okay. And um, 
you know, he had 14 clubs at the time, and, and we all used to fight and say, let us go out to Clearwater, man. We want to go out to that club out there. That one's got liquor because none of his clubs had any liquor or yeah. any adult entertainment license or anything. So, I mean, we were all excited about going to Baby Dolls. Let's yeah. put it that way. We, we all wanted to work at Baby Dolls. That's how, <laughs> that's how tough it was down on Orange Blossom Trail. But uh, give him a better explanation of Orange Blossom Trail and what was used to be there. And oh my God, there were. It's all I think of is Disneyland when I think of Orange. It's Blossom. Disneyland for perverts. Tell him, oh. uh, it, it, it Back in the '80s, it was nothing but hookers walking up and road, up and down the road, and <laughs> now pe- they walk inside of Disneyland. People at them, driving down the road, throwing uh, pennies and quarters at them out the windows, and starting fights with her. It was a, it was a, it was a big pervert destination. Pretty really? Much, man. Gee, how did they uh, clean it up? They just put them inside of Disney. Well, that was Orange County. Uh, had nothing to do with me. But, uh, you know, I, I always, Bill taught me, you know, you'll get out of this business exactly what you put into it. And I learned a lot from that man. He, he was very smart. And, uh, you know, and, and he explained to me one day, he says, Carl, I want you to start writing your own ads. I want you to see if you can make the phones ring. I said, Bill, I don't know what to say, man, you know. And uh, I, I looked at his ads, the five ads that he ran every day. I studied them. And he says, I want you to start writing your own ads. I said, well, where do you come up with your information? He says, let me tell you what, Carl. He should go downtown Orange Avenue, downtown Orlando. And he says, there's a little uh, uh, newspaper stand there, a little newsstand. And every Sunday, they've got newspapers from all over the country. If you really, really want to learn how to do this stuff, go down there and pick up a couple newspapers and, and look up some of the other ads. And I said, you know what, Bill? All right, I think I'll do that. And believe it or not, every single Sunday for an entire year, I woke up on my own time and I went down to the newsstand on Orange Avenue and I bought 10 newspapers from all over the country. It cost yeah. me 70 or 80 bucks yeah. every week. And I bought them, you know, from places from Las Vegas and San Francisco and, and, and towns like Houston that had a lot of clubs in, in the area. And I learned how they how they were recruiting the girls. Yeah, I, the I lingo. studied everybody's ads and, yeah. I, and, I, and I put it together with what... Bill Ward taught me about his ads, and I started writing my own ads, and sure enough, the phones were ringing off the hook. Just go. Yeah, it only takes that special thing to just catch someone, you know, catch just a catchy phrase and an, and an intricate way to put it where someone's going to, it's going to stand out from all the other. Well, let me tell you what, if you don't know how to hire a girl in this business, you're in the wrong business. Bro. Yeah. You know I'm, what I'm saying? That's where it all starts. Yeah. Got to hire a girl, train a girl, and retain the girl. Yeah. So it's the retaining part starts. I think a lot of people have a problem with or lose well, interest, I guess. Okay. It, now, you kind of explained what Orbit's Awesome Trail was like with the hookers and all that. Oh What's some God. of the better stories you had working on Oriel BT? In fact, I'll, I'll start you off with one. Who got the biggest will. tip? What dancer got the biggest tip in your club on OBT? Oh, my God. Let me tell you what. It's still probably the biggest tip I, I, I've, I've ever seen to this day. And Chance knows this. Wait, almost, Chance, you were there? It's, it's almost he was, years well, he was there in spirit. Let me tell you what. I was only in business about a month, and this guy walked in the door. Okay, I was working with this girl, Tabitha. Okay, and, and we, we used to call her Big Titty Tabitha. Okay, <laughs> she was beautiful. She had these big brown eyes, big brown, you know, puppy dog eyes and this long blonde hair and big old fucking luscious titties and shit. But she, from her waist down, it got really tremendous. Oh. Okay, I mean, the girl was 230 pounds. But did it look, it didn't look bad, right? Well, from the from the titties up. It oh, okay, great. that's all you needed. <laughs> okay. But apparently that's what captured everybody's attention. But, yeah. uh you know, and, you know, I was working with her, and it was only about actually two or three weeks in the business, and this guy walked in the door and hands her an envelope, okay? And I looked at this guy. He was kind of freaky, man, because 
He's wearing like these 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 latex clothes. Yeah, these like this latex yeah. pants on with zippers. This latex vest with zippers and stuff. And we called him the Terminator. He looked like the Terminator because you know Terminator movie yeah. had just come out then. Yeah. Okay, so so she just grabs me by the hand. She goes, Carl, Terminator just tipped me a whole bunch of money. Come on, you know, in this envelope. I says that man just gave, gave you that envelope. He only was only here for a minute. Yeah. She goes, he walked in the door, gave me this envelope and split. I said, that's got fucking money in it. Yeah. She says, yes, let's go. She walked me over to the office and we sat there and we counted out ten thousand dollars cash okay that this freak tipped her ten thousand dollars cash and we couldn't figure it out man and she was such a good hustler it was amazing man she now had he come goes, in before and seen her and then maybe that's well, that was the first time i seen him oh. and, and actually i i got promoted so quick in that company that i i had never seen him again after yeah. that but apparently he was one of her steady customers but let me tell you what, she called up one of the Orlando BMW dealer and she had a convertible BMW delivered to the club the same day before we even left, before the end of the shift. <laughs> okay, there was a club, deliver, uh, a BMW delivered to the club for 9600 bucks. Yeah. She paid for it, bought it over the freaking phone, this girl. Okay, <laughs> $9,600. Back in auto trader days. Check this out, with the other 400 bucks, she ordered us the entire club Red Lobster. Okay, a block up the road yeah. on Orange Blossom Trail was a Red Lobster, so she called us order. Orders all Red Lobster, ran by the end of the shift. We were all fat, stuffing ourselves with lobster, and she had a new BMW and a park lot in it. It was fucking amazing. The girl was, what a great hustler, man. Yeah. Came to work the next day, okay, Tabitha. What do you want to do today, man? Yeah, what, <laughs> you know, what are we doing? What kind of fucking car you want to get today, man? <laughs> she goes, she goes, what, what, you hungry? You don't think I could do it again? I said, what do you mean? She goes, you hungry? You want fucking Red Lobster again? I said, get the fuck out of here, dude. Where's that guy at? Yeah. He's, not, he's not really coming in He's again. not coming she, again. Okay. She says, no, man, watch this shit. I got the receipt. I said, yeah, and you got the receipt. That just proves you paid for it. She goes, watch this. She picked up the phone, called the Red Lobster, and she freaked out on them and told them, yeah, I called yesterday. We ordered $400 worth of lobster. I had a big corporate party going. All the bosses flew in, all the supervisors and the district managers from the uh, major company all flew in from all over the country. When they got here, and that lobster was rubber. It was. It tasted terrible, <laughs> had no flavor to it, and I was appalled. I could not believe that I served, these, served this stuff to my... Uh, to my uh, my bosses, oh my God, I wanted to cry. I was so embarrassed. I thought I was going to lose my job. That fucker girl got us another, another $400 <laughs> worth of Red Lobster. <laughs> and we had Red Lobster two days in a row. Thanks to Big Titty Tabitha. Big Titty Tabitha. What a good fun. hustler. That, no, that's two that weeks was... in the business. Two weeks in the business. That's how I that started was it. Did, that, did she surprise Working you? for Bill Ward. Well... I mean, that was, that's, you know, a, that's a shocker. The, back in the 80s. Uh, $400 like, in the 80s. wasn't a whole lot of anything to surprise me back yeah, then. Yeah, right. you're right. Lot, you're right. a lot of crazy shit, man. <laughs> but $400 at lobster, Red Lobster back in the 80s, Two that's a lot. Two days in a row, she fucking rocked, man. Jesus. Where's Tabitha today? I don't know. T tips she owns a Red Lobster. Uh, Does yeah. she own a Red Lobster? I tip my hat to that. I was like, I bet she owns a Red Lobster. <laughs> making money somewhere. I can Tabitha, if you can hear us, call us. And if she, that's not your real name, just secretly tell us, do you own this. any kind Beautiful. of food business? Was, so where'd you go after OBT? Well, uh, I got tired of working for all the uh, F-rated clubs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, They rate them know, like that, like food? Story, well, you know, it was... Uh, there, was no, there was no liquor. There was no nudity. There were bikini bars and that had no liquor. Yeah, so yeah. there was nothing to, draw what are we these, doing? nothing to draw these people in, you know. So... Uh, 
you know, finally after working here for a couple of years, you know, I'm dedicated and loyal. So, you know, we, we had all those clubs rocking and, uh, you know, started applying to some of the other clubs around town that had liquor. And uh, I landed over at Diamond Club on uh, 436 in Orlando at Semeron Boulevard over there with, uh, with Jim McGrath. And uh, at that point, my name started getting out a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of people heard about me. And uh, I had other club owners calling me from around the country and asking me to, you know, hey, you know, my club's in distress. Or, you know, I think my manager's stealing from me or this, that, or the other yeah. thing. You know, can you come on over and help me out? <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I, I started doing that. And uh, they kind of held my spot for me at Diamond Club. So, you know, well, you day shift manager there and then, then relief manager. So I'd go out of town and I'd work... Uh, you know, uh, 90 days or 120 days at other people's clubs, turn them around, set up the whole system for them, and, uh, and then come back to uh, back to Diamond Club. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that's amazing. You know, I did that for a while, and they worked with me for a while. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I had a, my own little system that, that, that seemed to work. Yeah. I, I came from the School of Hard Knocks with Bill yeah. Ward, and he, he taught me well. And the man was, man was smart. He knew a lot about the business. So, yeah. you know, once again, if you want to learn what you get out of this business is what you put into it. I didn't have to go downtown to Orange Avenue and spend 70 bucks of my own money every yeah. week. Okay, to look through all these newspapers. I did that every week for a year Yeah. because I wanted to get something out of it. Yeah, well, you, you've got to put in the work. I mean, well, stuff doesn't come overnight. Well, here I am uh, 33 years later, and I've owned five clubs. Yeah, And, uh, you know, amazing. literally proof right in front of your face. You could go from... Uh, Answering phones to owning your own strip bars, yeah. man. So, yeah. you know, it, it worked out well. But but you had the ambition. You had the drive. You had the knowledge. You, you got you to be motivated and, and, and willing to do it. Now, when so, um, what, what what point were you at when Chance was born? You well, were at five clubs or no? I, actually, uh, I, I was working at what, what Chance used to call Diamond Chub. Diamond, in all, oh. In, all, in Orlando because he was kind of young and he couldn't really speak very good. Was, oh, I thought you meant Chubb because the girls were no, bigger. Oh, no, okay. he, was, he was just really cute and he couldn't speak. This is a double entendre, but no, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. See, I, I took it that way. He, he was just really cute. And, and, uh, Aw, okay. he, he couldn't say club. But uh, what happened is I got recruited. I, actually, I was working at Tattletales right here at Gulf to Bay Boulevard. I remember Boulevard, them, yeah. Right, right here at Gulf to Bay Boulevard in... Uh, uh, and, and Clearwater, which yeah. is a, which is a Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Now. You know that was my first club I ever went to. Uh, okay. Yeah, because uh, I moved to Florida and I was 18, and I've never been to a strip club because you that know that was I, the first. That was the first, and yeah. it was. Yeah, it, it was a good club, and we had a lot of good-looking girls there. Man, we we rocked, and I, I was working at that club, and, and uh, I believe uh, I can't remember who owned it back then. What's that? Well, I can't. I can't remember who owned it back then. I think who owned it? Who owned the club? Who owned Tattletales? I think the guy used to own a penthouse club. Uh, he, owned, he owned Tattletales. Uh, back then, he, he was an Indian guy, wasn't he? No, 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 no. The white guy looked like. Uh, oh, Keith Johnson. Keith Johnson. Call Keith to, Johnson. Uh, yeah. yeah, Keith. Keith Johnson used to own it back the then. The legendary Keith Johnson. The legendary Keith. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Dear, dear man. And, and, and at that time, uh, they also owned a, a part of the other Tattletales that was out in Palm Bay. Uh, Palm Bay, Florida. So I bounced around a little bit. By this time, it was 1996, okay, and um, we went up to Tattletales. Uh, you know, the Olympics came up in Atlanta. So uh, I had six or eight of my girls that said, you know, hey, we want to go to Atlanta. We were, you know, Tattletales, man. We got a fucking, uh, the Olympics is going on, big event. I said, fuck, okay, let's go. So I picked up the phone. I called the manager up there in Tattletales in Atlanta. 
explained to him who I was, and I run Tattletales down here in Clearwater, and he says, you know what, if you got eight girls, come on up here, absolutely, I'll put you guys to work. So I took, took eight girls in my car, got four flat tires along the way, all the way up there, man, uh, uh, up to Atlanta, and, you know, we were still young and motivated and enthusiastic, and, you know, grabbed the, one of the girls was Chance's mom. and uh, As a dancer? Yeah. Yeah, oh. she, yeah she was a dancer, and uh, she was beautiful. She looked like uh, Daryl Hannah, like gorgeous blonde girl. And uh, so we went up there, worked up there, and he literally let me work right out of his club. I went up staying for eight weeks, yeah. and I just like kind of worked my own girls right inside of his club, yeah. and, and uh, we, we did really well together. And, it was a um, team. It's yeah. a team. By the time I came back, um, you know, I was working over here at a Clearwater Club, and we're doing a T-shirt feature one day. And I'm running around the room, and I'm handing out T-shirts, and I'm counting who's selling, who's not selling, and watching girls. And all of a sudden, one of the customers grabs me and goes, hey, you know, how much you pay for them shirts? I said, look, bro, it's 20 bucks. You get a free dance. Throw me the 20. Which girl you like, man? I'll hook you up. And, you know, I went right for the kill. And he says to me, no, 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 you don't understand. I want to know how much, you know, the club pays for him and, and how much you charge the girls and stuff. And I looked at him and said, who the fuck are you? Yeah, why would you? <laughs> what? This is my hustle. Okay. <laughs> and he says to me, he says, oh, look, my name is Delbert. And I own a club in Oklahoma City. Oh, okay. And he says to me, I've been to 17 clubs in the past two days in this town. I've been to Dollhouse. I've been to Pure Platinum. I've been to the, to the Tango Lounge over here on, oh, on, on Dunga Oh, Bay. my God. Okay. That was and, more and he memories. Says, I've been to 17 clubs in the past two days. And let me tell you what. You got the best looking girls in your club. You got the best party going. And I want you working for me. <laughs> so you're just. And I went, wow. Okay. Dynamite, man. Well, look, uh, I hear this shit all the time. So here's my card call me one day okay and, you know i went, worked there and wound up going back to bombay living living in Cocoa beach chance was born and uh you know oh, and, chance and was born. this guy about six months later this guy called me up this, this is delbert this is delbert who the hell is delbert okay this guy called me up and remember oh yeah okay yeah great where where's your club located and he says oh, oh. Oklahoma City. Oh, God. I went, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. Okay, this is 1996 yeah. in Oklahoma City, and I was the only person out there that had teeth, man. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you know, it was, it was just, you know, it was a great Wait, little including town. The, including I, I, the I really should talk like that. It was a great no, little town. No, but including the girls? Yeah, well. Okay. You know, I, let's just say it was kind of culture shock. I'm from New Jersey, okay? Okay, I'm wanna, from Michigan. You don't so. want to put me in <laughs> Oklahoma <laughs> City. <laughs> Okay, I just kind of didn't fit in. If y'all know know what y'all I'm talking what about. <laughs> but what, okay. so you brought your own girls though. Well, you know, by this time, no, I, I was just recruited out there to to run his club as a general manager. The guy worked me a fantastic deal. Okay, uh, he gave me a, a fantastic paycheck, and he told me after a year he'd give me ten percent of the business. And every year I stay after that, he'll give me another five percent. So I worked out after four years, I was going to own forty percent of the business yeah. just by doing my job, yeah. which I'm just a manager, yeah. so I do every single day anyway. So, you know, and so, but I really couldn't stand it out there. It was slow and too backwards for me, and you know, I, I just need action and a lot of night nightlife, and it was just, it was just not populated enough for me. So. After a few months, uh, you know, I ha had an issue with Chance's mom, wind up moving back to Florida, and uh, that's that's when I started back at Diamond Club again. They took me back there, and um, 
it's your home. Yeah, so I, I, basically in, in the Orlando area, you know, work, working. Chance, uh, what do you, what do you, whole central area. what do you think about your dad? I mean, that's he's a big guy. He's a big legend. It's, he's a great success. I mean, you've watched him from I don't want to say day one, but your day one. Yeah, for 25 years I've been watching him. Yeah, I mean, and you've had a up close and personal. I mean, you're right there. Since you're... the day Chance was born, I was already in the industry. <laughs> so off the wall stuff, dude, and it works every damn time. But what's your what's your earliest memory that you knew that? Craziest thing, and he'll be like, "Look, as long as you don't laugh, they'll do it." You know what I mean? If you don't laugh in their face, you just gotta say, "You gotta be able to pitch it to them." Gotta believe and they'll it. They'll fall for it every time. Do it. Gotta believe it. Well, I'm I'm almost thinking that you might even be. You learn from your dad, but then you take it and you put it into your own. I mean, you probably are slicker than your dad, right? He's the updated no. version. But he, he kind of takes a completely different approach than I do with stuff. I mean, Are you just like, oh, you better do it? Well, he's got oh, his yeah. own style. He's a little more laid back. Really? Yeah, I'm a bit more passive and laid back. You know what I mean? He's a lot more aggressive and, you know, rambunctious and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I get accused so. of being a cokehead all the time. Do you? Why? I wouldn't have caught People that. People just say I'm too enthusiastic. I'm too motivated. I pump. I, I don't Isn't sit that... still. I, I'm a working floor manager. I work and walk in the club, and I'm working. Yeah. I'm not sitting in the back with my feet up. I'm not playing with the girlies. I'm there to make money, sell yeah. drinks, and, and have a good time and teach everybody else well, then you're a how, six... how to have a good time. I'm in a working floor yeah. operator. You uh, otherwise, I mean? you'd be the best cokehead we've ever seen because... Yeah. Okay, and they all think that I'm all tweaking. And, and, I would have, ne- I know, swear, I would have never. That wouldn't have crossed my mind at I, all. I still get accused of it. Really? <laughs> I still I'm, get accused of it. Well, I'm I sorry. haven't done cocaine in 30 years. Yeah, man. it's like that's crazy. That's I have a great crazy. chancellor story. Tell us. There used to be a drink that was in all the strip clubs around the country. It was called Some oh. Pussy, the double entendre. He knows what I'm talking yeah. about. S U M P O O S I E. But you know. When you'd order a drink in a strip club, you know, I want a vodka. What do you want with it? You want some pussy with it? So it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, I first met Carl in Houston, Texas, even though we knew a lot of the same people here in Florida and we're in the same areas for a while. And um, so he opened up a club in probably the most conservative, what was it, Carl, the fifth wealthiest zip code in the country, River Oaks in Houston, Texas. Very conservative, very tight. There will never be another strip club. Two, in, three, four million dollar houses, five oh, million yeah. dollar houses. George Bush Ooh. Senior's house was behind the club a few blocks back, and was he a frequent? Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, but Carl, he went to El Tiempo next door, didn't he? Uh, El Tiempo used to get a lot of famous people in next door. Our parking lot was was connected to the El Tiempo Mexican restaurant. In 2005, the Houston Astros went to the World Series, and the whole team went to El Tiempo. I still have, I got all their signatures. Chance wasn't allowed in the club back at that point. Okay, to speed up a little bit, I came back from uh, uh, the Olympics in 96, worked at Diamond Club for another couple years. 
came up with a little bit of money, decided I'm going to buy my own <coughs> club. That's when I moved out to uh, Houston, uh, bought my first club out there, the old Pink Pussycat at 3136 Richmond Avenue, which is right outside uh, River Oaks, okay, with multi, multi, multi-million dollar homes, super, super rich area. And I mean, basically Beverly Hills, pretty much. And, uh, you know, Chance was, Chance was six years old and stuff. And, uh, you know, we put him in, lived in West University and put Chance to some of the best uh, schools there in the area, West University Elementary and stuff. And, uh, you know, the funny story that Chris referring to is, uh, you know, one day, you know, I got my sign out front. The laws are a little bit different. Uh, your marquee outside a little bit different than Carl didn't tiptoe into River Oaks. He came full blast. <laughs> yeah. He puts up a sign Can we call that him says, the Carl come Meister? inside and get some pussy here. Oh, yes, that sounds like a welcoming match. Well, let me, tell you, let me tell you how that, how that came about, okay, because, uh, you know, I, I had my marquee outside where, we, you know, back in those days, we used to have to change the letters. It was real pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah. Those plastic letters, you stand out there in the With rain. With that magnet thing? Yeah, what yeah. a pain in the balls. Okay, but we had to do it, okay, and I was out there, you know, I had just moved to the area, I just opened up my club, and I put, a, you know, two-for-one uh, happy hour, you know, happy hour, two-for-one Budweiser, or two-for-one two for beers tonight, okay, and they got out there what you call a TABC, Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission, okay, and they're basically alcohol police, okay, and they came to the club one day, and they told me to... Uh, uh, look, you got to take that down. You're not allowed to advertise that. That's what do you mean? I'm not allowed to advertise that. That's my marquee. That's what I do. My yeah. specials. That's that's for advertising your specials. Yeah. My specials. Happy hour. We got two for one beer. He says around here the law is you're not allowed to write anything that's enticing people to drink more. You're not allowed to entice them to drink more. You can't put you know one dollar beers. You can't put two for one beers. You so can't what, put. But I, I looked at this thousand dollar beer. I looked at this guy. Said, the fuck am I supposed to write? That? <laughs> yeah. That's... Guy says to me, Budweiser. I looked at myself with no shit. That's a king of beer. I own a fucking bar. Of course, Budweiser's in here. <laughs> okay, no Wait, shit. Wait, so did you, where's this written in their okay. law? Like, did you Me? have to? Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission, oh, TABC. Oh. Not allowed to, not allowed to they're, entice they're, people they're, to drink more. They're Gestapo. So he he jumped in his car, drove away, and I walked in a bar, and I was pissed off at a, as a motherfucker. I'm standing at my bar going, oh, Budweiser, you son of a bitch. You I'll fucking give you. Only thing I'm allowed to put up there is what the fucking name is. And as I'm saying that, I'm staring at my bar. Okay, and I see a bottle behind a bar to some pussy juice. It's yeah. the energy drink that yeah. Chris is talking about. Okay, and it's got strippers, pictures of strippers on it and yeah. stuff. And it's a great little thing. I says, oh, okay, I'm only allowed to put thing. All right, no problem. I put out there, uh, some pussy sold here. <laughs> Get yours today. <laughs> Next day, I go to Chance's school, pick them up. Oh, no. Six years it old. Gets better. Go, go pick them up at school. All of a sudden, my phone rings off the hook, man. It's my manager. Yo, Carl, you better get down here real quick, man. Co- cops are down here, and, and there's two different radio or two different television stations here. I said, say what? Yeah. What do you mean two different television stations? What the hell do I do now? You better get the fuck down here now. I said, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so I got Chance in the back of my Jaguar. I fucking buckle his ass in, and we buzz <laughs> down to the club, and I ride in. Okay, as soon as I pull in the parking lot, man, here they are, sure enough, with the freaking cameras over their shoulder. As soon as I pulled in, they go, well, here's the owner. And they zoom right in on me with these cameras. What, what, what the fuck's going on? What, what? Okay, I get out of the car, and the cop walks over to me and goes, you think you're funny? I says, uh, what do you mean? Excuse I says, me? I says, they don't allow black jaguars in this city? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, and the guy says to me, no, no, no. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I said, what? What did I do? The kid's six years old. He's buckled in. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, what are you talking okay. about? Okay. He says, that sign, wise guy. I says, 
Oh, that sign. I said, oh, now I understand what this is about. Oh. I said, what's wrong with my sign? He says, well, <laughs> what's uh, wrong? He goes, don't you think that's a little bit vulgar? A little bit, you know, about. You Not enticing. Drink, you idiot. I says, I says, what are you talking about, vulgar? I says, some pussy sold here. Get yours today. Yeah. You want some? <laughs> Want some pussy officer? Okay, and the fucking cop shit his pants. Okay? <laughs> and of course, all the cameras are right in my face. Why didn't you shit your officer? Oh my God, oh my God. Okay? Are I these wouldn't... news stations? Are they. I, I wouldn't snooze, okay? Oh I wouldn't snooze right, right there, man. In, in Free Houston. advertisement. Yeah, okay. It gets so, better. Oh, yeah. So enter I, enter so Chancellor. Oh, I was going to say, do you remember this day? Oh, he was the star of the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Oh, it gets better. I got him on okay. TV. <laughs> Drinking his own pussy. I got him on prime time. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So the cop says, me, no, I think you just need to take that sign down now. I said, no, obviously you understand. That's an energy drink, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Because we turn. So I walk inside. I grab the bottle of the sun pussy, and I come out, and I pour it in a glass. Yeah. And it looks... Kind of looks like, uh, kind of looks like a Shirley Temple. Kind of, kind of yeah. looks like Cherry Seven Up or something. Yeah. You pour it out, it looks like. I says, look, it's an energy drink. I took a sip out of it. My kid likes it too. Yeah. And I gave it to my kid in the back seat of the car. And they went, oh my god. Camera. They zoomed right in. Chance. Okay, eyewitness right in his face. Oh my god. Chance takes a sip out of it. He goes, mmm, tastes like Cherry Seven Up. <laughs> okay. And they all shit their pants, man. They all shit their pants. Talk about some pussy inside the. Okay, oh, wait, so how'd they spell some? Like S-U-M-P-O-O-S-I-E. It actually looked like it said some posse. Posse, Okay, but, you know, it was some pussy. So, you know, waitress comes over and says, you know, I need a Malibu with some pussy. Would you like large pussy or small pussy? Okay, so it was just a fun drink. That sold a lot. Okay, but, Where is that drink? I've never heard of this drink. It's it's a, 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 it was owned by a guy who got into a nasty divorce and he lost it and they went under. Oh, so now, now Cloud Nine took kind of took over. What happened? Ch- what chance? Cloud Nine kind of took over oh, as wait, a drink on. for the strip club. What'd you say, Chance? I found him. I contacted him. He still has a distribution. And he still sells to different places. It's just not like you know nationally. It's not as big as it uh, was. You got you got to call up and order again. it. Yeah, you got to call up and order it. I would love to get some. It. But I mean, it'll it'll say some pussy. It was great. Oh, Tati, you got it. Can I get? Can I get you, some? You got to let me finish this. Oh, story. okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's too good. Okay, so okay, so before you know it, okay, I told him I said, no, I'm not taking that sign down. He says, what do you mean you're not taking that sign down? I said, let me explain something. Okay, that sign's not doing anything wrong. If that sign was at the gas station down the street, yeah. it wouldn't be a problem. But since that sign is in front of my little crappy strip bar, now all of a sudden it's a problem. Mm. I can't help it if the general public has their mind in the gutter. I'm yeah. not doing nothing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you're not taking that sign down? Absolutely not. No, and they couldn't okay? make you. They couldn't make you. I went, yeah, this was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I went inside by 3.30 in the afternoon. My phone started ringing. Carl, you're going to be on Eyewitness News tonight. Oh, my God, Carl, you're going to be on Eyewitness News. <laughs> Okay, and come at uh, come six o'clock. We were the number one story, top story for the rest Deleted. of that day. Provocative sign uh, in front of a strip bar. Wait till you hear what the owner says tonight at six. Okay, <laughs> provocative uh, provocative strip bar owner. Wait till you hear what the club owner says tonight at six. Yeah. Okay, eyewitness news. So by by time six o'clock came, eyewitness news came on. I I got seven or eight different phone calls. I'm going holy shit, holy shit. We're gonna be on the news. Okay, it was the same day that the Pacers. One of the guys that had a basketball team, a, a ball went into the into the crowd, and the, uh, one of the one of the uh, spectators got pissed off and gave the guy the finger. The guy ran out of the crowd and smacked the guy, uh, smacked one of the spectators, and we were on right before that right. number one <laughs> top story on Eyewitness News. I got four and a half clear minutes, man. They zoomed in on my sign. I was- 
Diamond Club Cabaret. They zoomed in on my kid. They zoomed Drinking, in on the whole right? front of the parking lot. They came inside the building. They showed the inside of my bar. Eyewitness News, man. Four and a half minutes. Absolutely free. It was but great. But it's a drink. And Ten years later, I had people walking up to me. You're that, you're that guy. You're that, you're, that, you're that pussy guy. Wait, Chance, do they recognize you as the little kid who's drinking some pussy? He's the son of some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. I saw I saw the, uh, that that happened in 2004. I sold that club in 2010. I came back in 2019 to open up Queen of Hearts, okay? And we walked into one of the stores to buy some light bulbs. And what happened at Light Bulbs Unlimited? Chip? Oh, yeah, I knew him. He goes, hey, I remember you. It's been like 15 years. He goes, you used, used to own the club up the street. You used to buy a bunch of lights for me. My dad goes, I thought I knew you. <laughs> he goes, you were on that some pussy commercial. <laughs> Did you? Can we? I wonder, can we pull it up on YouTube? Oh, absolutely. Chance, you're gonna have to pull it up on YouTube and send me the link later. Chance, you won't probably won't even remember this. They gave out at one time promotional some pussy lollipops. I kept one for me. I still have it, and I gave one to you. God knows if you don't know where it is now, but I, I still have mine. What'd you say, Chance? It's one of two uh, empty bottles of the original some pussy because they had like the girls on it, and they changed the label a couple times. And yeah, I got a bottle in my house. The girls were from Orlando. They were. I, I got one that had Jenna Jameson on it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, geez, they had, they had different featured dancers all over the bottles. They're really cool. They're very nice. <laughs> but you know, so you know, then we, uh, you know, I, I'm actually the one responsible for turning uh, the city of Houston into bikini bars. To I tell was you. gonna say. To tell you, you the truth, man. You Carl Carl Neistered them. Well, what happened in, in 2005, uh, when, I, when I got there in, in 2004, they, all the clubs already had a lawsuit going. I went to uh, put the club in my name, and they issued me a two-year temporary adult entertainment license. And I said to the city, what is this? Why is my uh, adult entertainment license only temporary? And they said, well, because we got a big lawsuit going on against all the clubs. We're closing all clubs down. So, you know, after two years, we hope to have this all rectified and, uh, you know, so what they were trying to do is they were trying to change the, the, the laws. You know, you have to be 750 feet away from a, a, a sensitive area, a church, a school, a licensed daycare center, a residence, a, you know, a playground, something like that. Yeah. And, and, awesome. and, they, and they were trying, there were 69 clubs in Houston. And what they were doing is they were trying to double it to 1,500 feet. Okay, and 1,500 feet, but all 69 clubs out of compliance. They were to close down every single club in Houston all at the same time. It was one a, fair all sweep, man. a conspiracy, right? Yeah, one fair sweep. They were going to close down every club in Houston, okay? And out in, club, out in Houston, man, they got the men's club out there, Colorado, Bar Grill. They got treasures. The clubs are 25,000 square feet. They're humongous, humongous, unbelievable castles, tremendous clubs with, you know, two or 300 dancers a night. So all the clubs band together to sue the city and not, not let that happen. But by the time I got there in 2004, the lawsuit was already going for two years, and I couldn't get in on the lawsuit. So I just had to sit back and watch what happened. Yeah. And and so uh, in 2005, my attorney told me that the, the, the city's going to win. Okay, the clubs are all going to get closed down. Nobody's going to have any adult entertainment license. I said, you got to be kidding me, man. So I came up with this brilliant idea that if we keep the girls in full bottoms, like they do over here at the Hooters yeah. and some of these other places, yeah. we'll keep them in full bottoms. And then we took some of that liquid latex yeah. and we just painted it across their breasts yeah. and, and, and covered their, 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 
basically, yeah. basically, it constitutes as a bikini. We, yeah. we put them in, in liquid latex that covered the private parts, and, and, her, and her bottom was completely covered. So at this point, we didn't need an adult entertainment license. Yeah. We weren't showing any nudity. Yeah. Okay. Well, the city didn't like that idea. Of course they did Okay. Because now we don't have to worry about sensitive areas either because you can open up right next door to a church, right across the street from a playground. Because right next we to your school, shown, Chance? We weren't showing no nudity. <laughs> Where okay. your dad could pick you up? Or one of the girls yeah. can come get you with some pussy to drink. Well, it's just like Chance said, some of the some of the out of the box thinking. Uh, the, 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 it the is. I was an independent uh, club owner, and you know, some of my out of the box thinking got me to to where you, you know, are today. As far as I am, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, well, I listen. Congratulations, because that that's a great idea. Um, I'm an out of the box thinker, and that I wouldn't have thought of that. I mean, that's by great. 2008, uh, like. Out of 69 clubs, 60 of them were bikini bars in Houston. Okay, and the reason what happened, the reason why I moved out, is because uh, they they settled the case in late 2008. And uh, right before they settled it, about two months before they settled the case, I opened up Diamond Club South. Okay, I extended Diamond Club, and I came across. I went a, with him. I came across a property that was on the interstate on 45 South, right at Airport Boulevard. As soon as you get off the the uh, the, the exit, it's right there on a service road. I found this property. I talked the guy into giving me a, a, a deal on it, and I turned it into Diamond Club South, and I opened it up right before they closed, and the city freaked out, man, because they were trying to close the clubs down, and I was still popping yeah, them open, still, man. And you right, were knocking them down. You were right. Right before they, the law passed, so they freaked out, and they watched me closely, and they eventually came in and raided the club, arrested me for um, running a criminal enterprise without a license. Mm, how? How is it criminal? They, they're not taking their clothes off? Yeah, well, uh, if, if there were two stages and poles, there were girls dancing on the stage, it was a strip bar, and I needed an adult entertainment license, according to them. And I said, why do I need an adult entertainment license if there is no nudity in here, officer? Yeah. Well... I was screaming out from my jail cell, and then I, and I had to explain it to my attorney, and then my attorney explained it in the courtroom. And sure enough, come 2010, by this time, Chance was uh, 12 or 13 years old, okay, and he watched me fight the city, watched me run two clubs at one time, and, uh, you know, I, I actually won in 2010. Uh, Diamond Club South was victorious over the city of Houston. Congratulations. Okay, and I shit my pants after <laughs> that part. Well, because, did they not uh, know, like, you're from Jersey, like... Well, it's a storm coming. Storms are brewing. I I don't know. I just did what I thought would need to be done. I mean, I wasn't trying to be extreme. I just being myself, man. Well, you were just trying to run a legitimate business, and you actually you making the girls wear more clothes. I to me would have been even more ideal. So the fact that they had even more of a problem, you know, chance like I, I don't understand their logic. Well, my point was this. I am a strip bar owner. It is my job to find loopholes and push the envelope and drive the city crazy. That's, that's that what sounds, I do. That sounds like a lawyer. <laughs> okay. Sounds we like are, a lawyer. Wait, I think you have yeah, another passion. Uh, as, uh, I think you missed your calling for law a, school. As a strip bar owner, it's, it's your job to, you know, uh, be sure you're being treated fairly, uh, you know, fight any unfair laws and, and always provide world-class entertainment. Yeah. And, and, and that's what we like to do. So uh, by the time I won that lawsuit, I sold both clubs, came back to Florida, and uh, by this time, Chance was a little bit older, 
Uh, Chance helped me build Diamond Club South. Literally walked in as a Chinese restaurant. Chance at eight or nine years old, swinging a sledgehammer, taking down walls, helping me build, tearing down walls, okay, um, and, and, and teaching them the whole business. All, Jack all, all of all trades, huh? Yeah, yeah I put carpentry, plumbing, all that on my resume. You'd be surprised what I'm wearing. The kid knew how to rebuild an ice machine by the time he was 12 years old. <laughs> okay. Rebuild the ice machine and get all the strippers to come in and make money for you guys. Yeah, it, it, it was unbelievable. Now, wait. Now, have we ever done, like, a recruitment type of, uh, like, challenge? Like, have you – did you break the recruitment uh, deal, like – when well, you got 21 girls per day, are you? Well, actually, you, that's that's uh, kind of when I'm fast forwarding. Oh, yes, I, yes. I know I've been talking a lot, but I'm no, fast no, forwarding no, up here. to the point to where for to, to basically where Chance took over. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, we're here. Um, now we moved back. Chance was 14 at this time. He finished one more year of uh, of uh, of school over there in uh, in Orlando, Winter Park High School. He's uh, actually what were you? I think you were 16, weren't you, buddy? By the time we moved to Seminole, how old were we? We moved to Seminole in 2011. Okay, I took about six months off. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Took about, took about six months off, okay. A friend of mine, a broker friend of mine, calls me up and says, Carl, there's a place out near the beach, out in, in St. Petersburg area. It's the only club in the whole city. You can go out there. It's a restaurant right now. You can turn it into a strip bar. You can be the only club in the whole city. You can live out on the beach. It's only a couple miles off the sand, and, and you'll be the only club there. And, and Luke LaRoe helped write the adult entertainment laws for that city. I said, say what? I said, I know Luke. He's a good friend of mine. He goes, well, they never had an adult entertainment club there in that city before, so Luke He's had a to friend help to us all. Had to yeah. help them adult. He, he had to help them He's adapt. He's a guy, man. Yeah. So Luke had to help them adapt their adult entertainment laws. So I called up Luke. He says, Carl, this place would be perfect for you. So Chance, guess what? We're moving to Seminole. Okay. Here we are. Tearing down walls again. Tearing down the walls. Another, like another restaurant. Another restaurant. Chance comes in again. Helps me tear down walls. Helps me design a place. Think up a name and blah, blah, blah. Because by, by this time, he was, he was in high school. You know what I mean? And... Uh, you know, uh, only problem was Chance started getting in trouble. He liked Seminole a little bit too much, <laughs> okay? And uh, he started getting himself in a little bit of trouble. So um, I had to recruit Chance to work one day. He was about 17 and a half years old. He got in a fight in school. Uh, some, some kid was picking on a girl. Chance stood up for him, uh, stood up for the girl, and the kid turned around and hit Chance. Turned out being a fight. Chance very passive. He's, uh, you know, he's not an aggressive person. He's, he's a pretty mellow dude. And uh, wind up being in a fight. And, you know, 17 and a half years old, you know, they, they suspend both of you in Seminole High School. They're both suspended. Yeah, don't yeah. matter. Had to go to court. Had to appear to court. Just that, the other thing. So, uh, Chance was going to get more trouble. So, I said, Chance, look, you know, I don't have time. I just opened up a club over here at Treasure Chest. It's kicking ass. And uh, you're just going to have to come to work with me one day because I can't keep taking off work yeah. Yeah, to that's watch what he, you that's get what he you told out of school me. and he stuff. Said, yeah, that's what he told me. And uh, he says, well, I can't. I'm only 17 and a half years old, and you'll get in trouble. So I'm just going to hang out with my friends every day. I said, that's what you think, motherfucker. I said, when I tell the judge that I was either going to kick the shit out of you every day and put you in the, in the hospital or you're going to end up dead or in jail, or I was going to take you to work with me. And yeah. you know what? Don't understand. I'll, I'll pay the $1,000 fine. I'm sure the judge will understand. So. Yeah, and if he's not on the floor and he's out, why not? Brought chance is 17 and a half years old, and now... By this time, I don't know nothing about technology. I don't know nothing about, okay. you know, uh, CD players, videos, computers, Tell that us. kind of bullshit. Tell so us, I said, Chance, you're the DJ. About, he said, what? <laughs> I was about 16 years old. It was like my junior year in high school. 
and uh, you know, like he said, I got in trouble and stuff. So he had me start coming in, and you know, I was bar back and scrubbing toilets and doing stuff. And you know, he started teaching me how to, you know, uh, answer the phones and talking to people and stuff like that, trying to get people to come in and do that. You know, just start with the basic stuff. And then, um, you know, I started getting a little bit out of trouble, so I wasn't really working there as much. And then one day, it was summer vacation, and I get a phone call from him. It was a Friday night. I get a phone call from him. He goes, hey, man, you got to come up here right now. You got to work. I said, what are you talking about? I got to work. He goes, I need you to come up here and DJ. I just had to fire the DJ in the middle of the shift. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, I know how to use the computer. I know how to use the virtual I, I don't DJ. know how to DJ. He says, there's a chance you play fucking video games all day long. You know more about this shit than I do, bitch. And I come in, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to play some music. And Bobby Carros, the guy runs the foreplay there, he was the general manager of the time. And he comes up, he comes up in the booth, and he goes, "Hey, man, you gotta call the next girl up on stage." I said, "What do you mean? How do I, I do that?" I didn't get the puberty yet. I told my little kid, "I was like, what do you mean you want me to talk?" I'm like, "There's 40 people in the room." He goes, "You better figure it out, man." He and goes, "I don't know how to do this shit." It just started from there, and, you know, started getting pretty good at DJing, and then that's that's where it went from. And then I worked my way into day shift manager and stuff like that, and just started learning every aspect of it. And you already had a really good, you know, background of it. I mean, you've been watching. That's like being in a classroom for... But he took over all the technology. I'm not good at that shit. So he took over, you know, the, the music videos, the downloading well, yeah, music, because... the programming registers, yeah. I mean, stuff like that, the credit card machines, the kids yeah. started, you know. Because we had the sliders back in the day. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm 40 yeah. years old, God, so... I, remember I, don't know how to, I don't know how to do none of this electronic stuff. Me, me and technology don't get along. My, my VCR still flashes at 12 o'clock. Look, I'm telling you, we know about technology because you see what I'm going through right now. Bobby Carroll's got and... a beard. Holy shit. Bobby. <laughs> Good man. Looks nice. I know you can't see, Chance. We're, we're talking to Bobby people will, while they're talking. Bobby will about... be on the next segment. Yes, we'll do it. Well, listen, um, I had a great time. Um, people have ADD, so they only listen to us for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, then we get so. bored. That, yeah, we could talk all night, but um, I just had a great time talking to you guys. I, again, I, I always tell my guests how Fat, honored we're, I am. We're going to fast forward and end it real quick. Move Chance up a little bit. He, uh, <laughs> uh, most of the girls in Seminole, Chance went to Seminole High School, so all the girls walking the door, Chance went to school with. So he became the main oh recruiter. Oh, my God, you mean they're girls, oh, Yeah, girls oh started walking in. Hey, she was in my English class. You no, know, I had a whole place full of girls. Full of she was graduates. In my, she was in my English class. Oh, my God. That girl was in my gym class. So before he knew it, he started recruiting all the girls. He knew all the technology. Uh, I taught him a little bit more, man, and we just moved it up from there. So, wait, wait. Once again, I ask, have you beaten the 21 girls in one day? You beaten the record? Now and have them walk into the club you're sitting in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, I just wanted to know. It's like challenge accepted because well, your dad hasn't was hired 21 in one day, but he knows how to maintain uh, and, and retain 21 girls. But you guys still work to, together. Well, as, well as this a, place here, we wind up getting a, a, the, the same uh, uh, landlord I had back in Houston 10 years ago called me up, said I got another place. We went out there, turned it into Queen of Hearts. And uh, in the meantime, I had ran into some personal issues over here. My fiance got pregnant and uh, found it a little bit difficult for me to get back out there. So Chance pretty much took over Queen Hearts. He's the general manager. He runs the entire operation from, from taxes to liquor ordering, liquor deliveries, hiring girls, firing, training, broken pipes, floods, yeah. <laughs> you know, licensing. He, he was went to the closing with me. Uh, I've taken him to the uh, to the closings and he sat and listened to me negotiate leases and, and, and negotiate deals with uh, with other club owners. So he knows how to close a deal, knows how to open deals. 
uh, knows how to set the alarms. Safe combinations. Kid does everything. Yeah, does it all. Chance, tell us again where it's at and where everybody can find you. 8930 Winkler Drive, Houston, Texas is over by the Hobby Airport. It's only five minutes away. And how can they call? 45 South. Queen of Hearts, Can they call you or email you? Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, Queen of Hearts underscore Houston, or just look us up on Facebook, Queen of Hearts Houston. We'll have all our specials, everything on there, phone number, anything you need to inquire. Message us to Dad's phone on me. Right CNC talent, baby. And Chance and Carl talent. Chance got uh, Houston on, under lock, and I've got uh, I've got Florida down over here. And We're I want keep on growing. I want all the ladies and gentlemen and anybody that contacts them to let them know that you heard it on Tokyo Ish because um, that would just be amazing. That's it, baby. <laughs> I want Talk them to know. Ish. Yeah, you guys don't have to tally it up, but I would like to know because maybe I could surprise you guys and throw some of my uh, recruitments your way because. I'm I'm my own awesome. Absolutely, Tati. Look forward to working with you. Oh, I can't wait. I look forward to working with you guys too. And um, right now, like I've I've spoken to your son before I talked to you, uh, before I met you. I'm looking for sponsors. Um, I'm you know I don't I don't charge. I don't get paid. I want to get my name out there. I want to travel, and I really love what I do. I never knew this was something that I'd like. My cousin came out of nowhere with this out of left field. I was a door girl for 12 years. I retired. I'm writing my book. Memoirs of a Door Girl, and I'm just... Oh, my God. This can be a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a great read. If you guys don't mind, like, Story, I'm going to... Some of the stories I got about my Door Girls. Oh, my God. It, uh, listen, when, when we're done, I, I, I have some secrets I want to tell. I, I've been telling secrets already, but if I tell any more, I'm never going to work we in like Pinellas secrets, County again. Though. We like secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it has to be off camera because I've given too many secrets out, and then... No one's going to hire me ever again when they find out. All right, we're going to kill some wings over here at Four Play. Bobby Caros, Adam Miller, wonderful host. I take good care of you every time you're here. 10387, Gandhi Boulevard, St. Petersburg. Come on down. Good old Four Play. These gentlemen will take good care of Her sister club, Sensations, over on US 19 in Clearwater. Come on down. they got great wings. got sports, wonderful girls, beautiful women, great service. Here we are, baby. Let's make it happen in St. Pete tonight. Are there wings here right now? Oh, yeah. I'm starving. Right I'm so fat. Let's well, get off. I'm killing we're some getting fucking off. wings now. Well, we're going to have Adam and Bobby on in just a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, so but I need around. to put some meat in my mouth. After make sure you wings. stick around for Adam and Bobby. Great people to show you how to rock the house. Yes, Good after people. we get our meat in our mouth. Chance, we have to go put meat in our mouth. We're going to put some meat in our mouth. Chance, I know it's Friday night. I know you're busy out there, bud. We took up a lot of your time. Thanks a lot, Thank man. You. Go make it happen. Do, what you, do what you know how to do, bro. Make me proud like you do every single day of your life. Time for a $5 shot special. Please. Love you, buddy. A Tokyo-ish special. I'm out, Thanks bro. For- See, ya. See you soon. See ya.